The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Bonjour et tout, and good afternoon, ladies and Tony. Welcome to the Pig Athlete Club podcast, the Pack Podcast, episode 105. If this is your first time joining us, we are the Pig Athlete Club, a touring rugby club and reformed meme media platform for the players. We're simply here trying to make rugby great again, one meme at a time. My name is Sione, and joining me all the way from Sydney is Dave Vera and Alexanita Einside. Welcome, boys. Malola Lays. Malola Kia ora, kia ora. Uh, what have you guys been up to? We'll start with Ansar before we, because uh, I know Dave's going to take a while on his one. So Ansar, what have you been up to, mate? Um, look, I've had a few um, life-threatening benders post-rugby season. Um, some few big ones into, you know, when rugby uh, World Cup uh, starts at six in the morning, it kind of gives you a bit of a uh, yeah. something to work to on a Excuse. night out. So that's kind yeah. of um, been to detriment of my health. But um on a side note, I have uh, restarted going back to the gym and bring. I've done all my meal prep this week. Um, two weeks off the piss, so oh, let's go. You know, last come full circle. So, um, yeah, I'm back. Well done, mate. You can't, you can't bank your health. Someone told me you can't bank your health, but I'll be banking it because we're coming into silly season. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, look, I've been well, boys. I've had I've had a lot of fun, but probably a bit too much fun. Yeah, you've been looking good, actually. Have you? Are you keep trimming the back, or are you growing it back? <laughs> uh, I need a haircut. I'll get a haircut. I'm gonna leave it. I might go with like the hot boy mullet. You know the the one you see like uh, like Angus Crichton has the hot boy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I know um, Henry O'Donnell from North. He's got like the hot boy one. So I just oh yeah, the know, one that was in fashion five years ago. Kids, yeah. so um, What's the hot boy yeah, mullet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no don't worry, Dave. Yeah, don't it's worry, not mate. long at the back. It's just like it's just left. It. Don't worry about it, Dave. It's a bit of a okay. boomer. You're in your twenties, but he's a bit of a boomer, mate. Fair enough. But I get to you, mate. You've been uh, travelling the world. Uh, you were in France and the UK. How was it, mate? Yes, it was really good. But first and foremost, I've missed you too. Well, and Ryan. Um, it's good to be back. Um, I did go on a bit of a last-minute world tour. I wasn't quite planned until like a couple, like a month out. Um, went over... Um, Main purpose of the visit was obviously World Cup, um, but then turned into a few Western Union blowouts. Um, <laughs> did the south of France, went down to Barcelona, um, went across to Portugal to the top to Porto, and then made our way down to Lisbon, um, up to the uh, UK. Uh, saw a few friends in London and back to Paris, back home. Fuck, I make that sound like I spent four weeks out four weeks in Europe, but it was only in two and a half weeks. So after all that, I felt like I've been, when I was making my way back, I was like, fuck, I feel like I've been away for like two months and it's only been two and a half weeks. Yeah. Uh, probably more to the te- detriment of the uh, Western Union uh, <laughs> overdrawn card, but uh, hey, can't buy memories. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> a cultural question from your white friend. Um, over yeah. here. You know, you blokes always got about send them, give them money and send them money to certain people. Yeah. How yeah. hard is that to get money sent to you when you're on a trip like that? Is that, is oh. that not happening or are you, are you no. doing a return of the favour? Nah, no, you nothing. don't do it. Nothing. We, we're here to stop that. We're here to stop the the generational curse, I think some people say. <laughs> it was actually funny because um, I didn't even... Traffic. I didn't even... Yeah, literally. Um, I didn't even tell my family that I was going over to the World Cup. 
and they were watching the game, um, the Thomas South Africa <laughs> yeah, game right, that I there. somehow managed to <laughs> to go to. And then my brother goes, "What the fuck? That's Dave with the horse head on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was lucky. I was lucky. My brother just oh. sent through uh, Western Union transfer because he knew I was catching up with uh, one of the boys that stays in France. And uh, he's a big drinker. So my brother's like, oh, I'll shout the night out. And then my brother just sent through America, some American dollars, which uh, yeah, oh, we went mate, through. Mate, and when the, when the Aussie dollar is 60 cents to the oh. US, you turn up to the UK. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And when you start at the Euro and you're kind of going, oh, it's oh, fuck, not, not quite double, but probably 40% more than what uh, the Aussie dollar is. And then you go, oh, let's... Let me go to London for a weekend. Oh fuck! It's more than double the pound. But you weren't—you weren't, you weren't so, a big nota, mate. You went to Saint Tropez, yeah. mate. What were you doing oh, out there, mate? That's—that's that's not. We don't belong in that place, mate. Mate, I tell you what. I'm like fucking hell. This is a, a Russian roulette of decline. Oh mate, decline. Yeah, Johnny showed me oh, sent me a photo of the receipt. It was like three and a half oh, grand euro for like. Fuck. One of the bars you stayed at, I'm like, what the frick? Why fuck, did you take me there with you? I was there, mate. Fuck. Yeah, mate, he goes, fuck, it's three and a half grand euros. And in my head, I'm doing the fucking math when I'm fucking 10 tequilas short. Fuck, what's that in US and fucking Aussie dollars? That's six and a half grand. <laughs> I don't normally spend that fuck. much. I'm not out. I fuck it out. So we did have a few. Uh, mate, mismaps. I wouldn't spend that money on, money on six nights out. I wouldn't spend that much money on six nights out. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, Jesus. so yeah, there were, it's safe to say there were a few blowout nights that weren't planned where um, the memories got the better of yeah. us, I should, I, I'm going to call it. Can't put a price but on overall, memories, mate. Now, can but you I'm, talk? Can you talk us through the flat tire situation? Yeah, because that that sounded like that's a that's a decent yarn. What happened there, mate? What happened? <laughs> okay, obviously I I wasn't quite aware of what Intel was coming back. Uh, it's probably at a state that I couldn't didn't even know my own passcode to my phone. But long story short, we um we did the south of France. We went all the way up to Monaco, another place uh, people with my skin tone don't belong. Um, and when we're on our way back, um. Uh, Drew Mitchell, shout out to the Jibra boys, um, knew that we're around the area. Said, "Oh, stop by Toulouse or oh, Toulon, um, we'll get lunch." And the whole time was our plan: we'll stop by, have lunch with Drew, and we'll keep making our way um, further down to Cassis to do a little boat tour. And um, lo and behold, we were. Um, you know, when, you, when you're in Sydney, you go for round for round with, like, a, a beer. We were going round for round with these, like, top-of-the-range rosé that Drew picked out. So, Drew picked it out, going, this is – oh, we'll have this nice rosé for lunch. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, two bottles done. By the, by the end of it, we're, we're sitting there. There's a few people in this nice little restaurant, whatever, by the beach club type thing. And then he goes, so this, this is what the French do. They come out for lunch um, for work and they'll have a few rosés and they go back to work. And I guarantee you Aussies will sit here and get pissed until fucking sun goes down. We're laughing about that. And lo and behold, we, uh, we end up doing that. So we <laughs> – the place closed at about probably 6 p.m. or whatever it was and we'd been there. So you can safe to say we had a session um, – and they said that the alcohol limit um, in France is quite um, high because the French people are able to tolerate their alcohol a lot better. So 
we 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 were in two cars, so this is probably the state in the decision making we were in. Um, there was only five of us; we could all fit in one car, but somehow we decided to take two cars, have two people in one car and three people in the other. And um, I think it was more so the left ten driving side driving. So we went back to where Drew was inviting us to go back to. And mind you, shout out, um, he's literally the mayor of Toulon. Everywhere he was going, oh, to me toe, to me toe. <laughs> Anyways, there was a, I didn't see a curb on the side of the road. It was on my right-hand side where I would normally be driving and literally just mounted both of it. And both tires uh, popped. So uh, in the meantime, we were following, um, we were following behind Drew Mitchell, Drew, well, Drew, to try and get to where we were. And so we started calling them, oh, can you please stop, please stop, we've uh, busted a tire. And then been and it turns out we were following the wrong car the whole time. So that was Drew in front of us. And then, <laughs> so Drew took another 15-minute detour to actually come grab myself. Uh, come on, John. I think it was Johnny. No, he went with Johnny. Yeah. Um, Jerry and Ben. Uh, shout out to Ben. Is Gitz's his brother. Literally Gitz, but way better. <laughs> <laughs> So they turned around, came, picked us up, um, but that was a flat tire. So we left the car there with all the uh, insurances that needed to be paid with it, and we went out um, in Toulon that evening, um, and then we had to come back at 6 a.m. the next morning to pick up the car to, to try and make our way back to Barcelona. And uh, But, yeah, that's the flat tire. Story. Is it true you, you got an Airbnb for there, but you didn't even <laughs> stay at the Airbnb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had an Airbnb booked for the night. Uh, safe to say, we didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it out charity, mate. Um, oh, but and, cool. um, one of one of the yeah. highlights of that night was uh, we walked in um, this rooftop bar in Toulon, and um, I I always heard about these things, but the French Polynesians, which are literally fobs, yeah. you look at them, they do the good old fob greeting of like, so. But they speak, they speak zero in, um, English and um, just all French. So there was a guy at the bar that, but and uh, Pukana. So this guy decided by himself to do a haka for Drew Mitchell in this rooftop bar by himself. That's just kind of oh, sweet. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to that bloke. So come and move away. But um, before we get into Budgie's boardies, what was your highlight? What was your highlight from from the whole tour? Um, the the actual game, the tong- going to the game. I Thomas mean, um, we got pretty lucky with um, our tickets to the game. We got given uh, wasn't even a player; he was a team physio. We got given <laughs> three um, family and friends tickets, <laughs> so we got blonked right in the middle. Um, and by the time I got there, I was probably a bit uh, had a few. Few uh, too many beers on the three-hour fast bullet train from Paris down to Marseille, yeah. um, but just the atmosphere in the game um, leading up to the game, how people get to the game. They have all these drinking spots on the way to the game, and then once you get to the game, it's really uh, the atmosphere and the people around it are all really happy. Um, opposing fans, like you forget how good rugby fans are. Like yeah. you come out of the stadium, you just played against each other, and like everyone's oh come over for a beer, come over for a beer. South Africans are all taken up the whole street and the whole street's all drinking um you can drink on the street in public um after the game but the game was pretty fun um one highlight was uh me changing a keg for the first time i had no idea i've never changed one before um 
<laughs> but we were lining lining up to to order. And this is literally when we walked in. So we were like, let's just get some beers so we don't have to walk in and out the stadium. And the guy goes, can't change the keg. And I was like, yeah, I've, I worked in a bar. I can change the keg. Walked over. And all in my head, I'm thinking, surely it's just like one of those like changing the gas tank type thing. <laughs> so I was the, the only problem, the guy couldn't unscrew it. So whoever screwed, screwed it before on did it too tight. So all I did was unscrew it, grab the other keg, screwed it back on, and everyone's going, oh, yes, this guy said the day. <laughs> Gold. And uh, they gave us some discounted beers, but, uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Highlight was uh, definitely the World Cup. And do you remember what you were screaming out? Because we had a few messages from some of the – uh, the family of the players uh, that were around you, that were, um, yeah, c- commenting on your uh, commentary throughout the whole game. Do you remember what you were saying? Oh, I think I was abusing the South Africans about steroids at one point, was one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a bit, it was a bit like I thought I was down at Could You Over watching like fourth grade type thing and just hurling abuse at one point Johnny was, like, oh. Johnny was like oh there's a newborn right there and I was like oh shit fuck good that she doesn't understand anything until oh, a couple of months yeah. <laughs> 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 alright uh, a good little segue into our budgie smuggler Baldy's bandit um, there was a bit of a video of Drew Mitchell going in for a quick dip uh, and you were fully clothed in the water what's doing mate what were you massive Baldy's bandit <laughs> Okay, can I can I explain myself? You even had your hat on. I know. So carry on, this carry is on, what happened. Okay, on. so this is what happened. Uh, it's just part of the story of the um the busted tire continued. Um, so before getting in the cars and shit, like I don't drink rosé. Like I fucking I drink beer and that's about it. All right, we get. And then it. after about however many bottles of rosé's rounds we were going out, I was like, fuck, I really need a tacky bomb here. And I was like, instead of them, the guy, the boys, instead of like walking out the same exit of the beach club type thing, I was like, just went straight around onto the beach. I was like, there's a few bushes there. I'm just going to do a quick tacky bomb. So here I was thinking I, I was walking, <laughs> I was walking there by myself and I was just going around the corner. I was like, oh, <laughs> turn around. All the, like, Drew, Jerry, Johnny, um, and Ben were right behind me, and they're like, "Oh fuck, get in the water, cut!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so, so I I went in thinking that I was like, "I'm gonna dive in straight away," but for some reason, this beach just like you could walk for fucking kilometers and you'd still be bloody shin deep. So I they go, "Keep walking, keep walking." I was like, "Can't get any deeper." <laughs> So, oh, yeah, so yeah, I can be a boardies. I was literally in my boardies in the water. <laughs> Time of your life, mate. <laughs> Looking forward to all your mates hearing you go, oh, oh yeah, I was in Europe the other week, just spending down, just saying that same thing over and over again, just talking about the <laughs> Europe trip. Yeah, I bet you people have, heard, people have heard that exact same story 50 times and we'll hear it again. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. No. You had a good time, Dave. It's actually it's actually funny you say that. I've literally gone back. I've spent two nights in Sydney and have to come to Melbourne for work. So I, everyone traveler. still thinks I'm still in Europe. Bloody traveller, mate. Um, okay, Budgies, Bordies. Who's your Budgie Smuggler and Bordies Bandit for the week? Um, so I've got uh, I got my Budgie Smuggler of the Week. Uh, budgie Smuggler of the Week is um, England um, because it's 
gives me so much satisfaction to see them fucking lose. Like, <laughs> just the shit that they come out with, it's so fucking good. It's priceless. They are fucking priceless. They lose, they whinge, they suck. I heard them complaining about the refing. Like, you can't complain about the refing if you just kick the ball away for fucking 80 minutes in the game. So, like, anyway, they're so boring. Oh, fuck it. It, it, but it gives me so much joy. So that's why they're my budgie smuggler. <laughs> but then my body's bandit is also my body's bandit is also England. Is because they're a bunch of fucking winders. Anything doesn't go their way. There's always an excuse, mate. They're on the best side of the draw. Australia gets out of their group. They get through to the semi final. Like there's no, there was no like whatever they lost by. They only lost by a point. They played. They only, They played to not win that game they played not to lose they just were fucking boring as and I just oh. fucking love it and that's why they are my budgies and my bodies combined Who, someone didn't, oh, didn't someone some Kiwi boy come out and say I'd rather watch dog shit being picked up than watch that game or some shit yeah, like that yeah Steve Devine used to play for the All Blacks oh they yeah. made a yeah they made a he made a really good point I'm probably gonna get onto it later but made a really good point if that game was just like a spring tour game, we'd never talk about it. Like, it was such a fucking <laughs> shit game. And the best bit was that England were just trying to outplay the South as a South African game style and they just couldn't fucking do it. So it's great. Well, the Saffers, I fucking yeah. love when England lose. And then they lost, the cric- and they lost the cricket as well. Fuck, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you finally let it out, mate. <laughs> let yeah, it out. I'm, fuck, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit confused. It's like... Well, Who's I'm, the I, am sitting, I am sitting here wearing an English Newcastle. football top, and yeah. I do love English football, but like, fuck them. <laughs> it's just they don't play rugby the way rugby should be played. That's what everyone's saying, I think. All right, Dave, who's your budgies, boardies? Oh, my boardies, I'm just going to go, because obviously for however long um, we've been separated for, just a collective one. Um, my bo- my budgies is just going to be the whole World Cup event. Um yeah. I think it's been uh, one hell of a World Cup. Um, the quarterfinals, man, like all all games, all yeah. quarterfinals were so good to watch. Um, and some of the footy being played was pretty yeah. um, outstanding. So out of uh, so, I reckon I'm going to give my my buddies to the entire World Cup. And ex- exciting that they're expanding the um, the news today. They're expanding the teams yeah. in the next World Cup um, and more. Yeah. Um, but there's more growth in the international games. Some of the T2 game, um, nations are getting more games. So, yeah, they're going to be my buddies. Yeah. Like Portugal be- and Chile and Uruguay, how good were they? Like, yeah. they were so good, all those teams. That's, yeah. why that's, why it's been, that's why, to me, it's been so good, the World Cup. Because there's yeah. been some blowout games. There's been some games where you just didn't expect them to be so close. Yeah. Yeah, like the Portuguese team, the way they play footy, I'm like, where do these guys play their footy? Majority of them play local comp in Portugal, which actually reminds us we uh, were just exploring Lisbon and we somehow ran into the Portuguese team doing oh, yeah, their presidential so- visit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who's your board? And then my board is banded. Is a thing I've been influenced here by Ironside is the stupid Englishman, Clive Woodward. Oh, what's he gone out and said now? <laughs> I, he's my boardies, but in somehow like Ironside put it like also my budgies because he's so wrong for everything he said. And like the people that's like all consuming what he says, I was like, oh, you're all idiots. Like this guy's just bloody almost like the David Campisi of fucking English rugby. Mate, in the defense, they almost pulled it off. They almost pulled it off. Mate, they, if they, they pulled, they if they pulled it off, 
I'd stop watching rugby like that. If you win a game of rugby playing that way, I remember, I can't remember who I was texting watching that game and I was like, South Africa needs to win this game to save the game of rugby. Yeah. And I'm glad God saved the game of rugby and not the king in England. But will rugby need to change the rules to make sure this doesn't happen though? Because I think England's just going to keep playing that boring, yeah. boring, that's their kind of rugby. Yeah, well, we change the rules, of, you, yeah, to make them go away from playing that shit. Rugby. Do you think this? Do you think this is too controversial to say that maybe a um, maybe a penalty goal should only be worth two? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I say two. I say try should be I know, six well, points. I know that's probably not. That's not going to be worth it. That's not going to happen. But fuck, imagine he, if they were worth two. I reckon he's a left. A lot, he's a, lot a left. Of people would go for touch and have a crack. Yeah, he's a left uh, left field um, idea. You can only kick goals from your own half. Any penalty past halfway, yeah, yeah. you have to go for touch. Or you can do everything else but kick goals. And I say add in only three points for a mall try. Yeah, fuck. I fucking hate malls, eh? You know, actually, you know how they got to fix it? You know when they go use it and they do two uses? Yeah, just the say that once. The first time it use it, that's it. Yeah. Mm. Once and yeah. that's it. Because yeah, actually, think- be that's when a, that's when you'd want to watch a mall. If it's like a, you know, the malls where it's like a turbo mall and they yeah, go yeah. down, they take it down, they just go straight away. Yeah, they're sick. Mm. You'd, we'd like that. It'd be fucking sick. It'd be carnage. But when it's the ones where they set it up, they take like five fucking minutes. They get everyone in, then they go. Fuck yeah, that. Mm. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I actually agree. Even with the box kick, once you say use it once, you got to do it straight away. Not this. Just wait for another use. I reckon. Yeah. You can, can reduce panic. the number of fucking caterpillars you put all the way back <laughs> to, encar- to encourage, like, charging down yeah, that's that true. box kick. Yeah. And it also discourages box kicks. Yeah. Because, like, fuck, look at England. They made a caterpillar fucking 10 metres long. Yeah, true. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. You should have said, use it straight away while they're trying to make the caterpillar. Not wait for him to do the caterpillar, then say use it. Anyways. Yeah. Well, fixing world rugby one meme at a time. But did you have to any be extras? Fair though, we've been bagging out IRB for a long time, but I think they've done some good things today. Yeah, so they've done some great, up. great stuff. Uh, I'll start on the positive. Uh, my budgie smuggler is Gebra. Uh, for the last, for pretty much the whole World Cup, and every time they've uh, dropped the episode before that um, during the season, I think they've kind of rejuvenated Aussie rugby. Um, even though they've got a lot of fans from overseas, um, they're just making rugby fun again. Or just to try and tune into uh, to a program that's not fucking talking too much rugby and shit rugby, shit chat as well. Um, and their yeah. characters. It's good to see characters from rugby uh, other than you don't see anything from rugby union really. All you get yeah. characters from rugby league. So, yeah. um, They've been unreal. Yeah, especially their chat. Like in the, yeah. you know... And, and some of the blokes they get on, some of the guys you get on, you didn't, you think, fuck, they're fucking hilarious. Why are they like not? Snorkatron. Like, he has no idea that he's like that. Guys. Like, why are they? Yeah, Jeremy Paul and uh, Sterling Morlock's been <laughs> great to listen too, to. Yeah. Like, Sterling Morlock, I always thought he, I always thought he was a weirdo, and I'm glad that it's confirmed that he was. Like, good yeah. weird. nothing wrong with being weird, but like, I actually, you would really thought, never have known that. I actually thought he was like really straighty 180, and yeah, like, just kind of like. And, and then, then when he was on the body, I was like, fuck, this guy's And so everyone, fucking... every club has a snorkeltron, like the way that he is. You're like, oh, you've got someone at your club that's exactly weird like that. Oh, yeah. Talks less like that as well. So it's and, good to connect. And, and the funniest and the funniest subtle thing about that whole episode was when he, they were all wearing the gloves. I don't know why, <laughs> like little yeah, things like yeah. that. They were all wearing the, the little um, glove things. That, that 
I pissed myself laughing. Yeah. I saw a clip of that before I listened. And yeah. It's the prof. It's little the things prof. like that. That's just, yeah, he's, he's funny. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to them. Keep doing all the good stuff. Um, and Bordy's Bandit. I, myself, am Bordy's <laughs> Bandit. I was almost a, a Judas and almost quit back. Well, pretty much, I think I did for one day. Um, since when I got back from uh, France. Uh, but yeah, I think jet lag hit me real bad, especially when the weekends when I stay up to watch uh the the games as well and then i'm then the days are just fucking just tired during the days and then next thing you know it's wednesday when we're trying to shoot the podcast i'm like nah mate nah i'm done mate and then yeah i did get a uh a a job offer uh, a real job offer not working in the bloody pub so uh i almost took it but i'm gonna give pack you know another chance or just kind of work work my time a bit better to try and get my time back a bit more so yeah but i almost did quit and i don't know if you noticed the last few weeks most of the content haven't been videos until i got back on the computer last week but most of it was just all ai generated i was just on my ipad just making up stupid memes on um but that was yeah that was me quitting and people wondering where's the podcast mate i'm like fuck mate i quit, mate. I quit. well i'm i'm as much as it, it's, it's, you're proud. calling it a boardies, I'm, uh, I'm happy that you are. Uh, it was a one day thing, Sione. So it's uh, very good to have you back. Yeah, thanks, mate. Like I've, like I've always said, mate, Sione does, mate, he's a rock arrival. So thank you, <laughs> yeah, dogs. Yeah. No one ever sees. No one, no one no, mate, you can't put stats on heart, on those <laughs> effort areas, man. That's Sione. Yeah. And Freddie almost is telling me, just fucking content. take the job. I'm like, nah, mate, if I get a real job, there is no pack, mate. I won't have any time. So we was we're sticking to it, mate. And uh, also sponsor the pod and buy some merch, it's time guys. To reset. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's it's probably the day he suddenly quit. I was messaging him. Can we put some? Um, can we put some um, promo oh, yeah. out of our merch? We yeah. need people to buy the merch. But in saying that, mate, team, if you're listening, support support the pack so we can keep producing <laughs> shit content. Yeah, buy our merch. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if people notice we're starting to sway into the French market because I'm going to cover French top 14 and Predator uh, right. over the in, over the summer because someone yeah. might run away to France next year. So in saying that, in saying that, Sione, um, probably a call out to our stand friends. Can we get the top 14 on stand, please? Like yeah. that looks like great yeah. rugby to watch. Yeah, Bien Sports have um, or, or however you say it, they only got four games though. Um, that they show uh, each week, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm going the long way around. I'm getting a VPN, signing up to Canal Sports French, and listen to the French commentary. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually learn mate, some French. This might be a I thing. Might be we over can, there, mate. We can stream it on Pack YouTube, and we can commentate it in, <laughs> oh, in true big language. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah. You look at the teams. It reminds it reminds me of like football, like soccer. They've got all these clubs, and they've got yeah. just players from everywhere. There's probably. More than a handful of Aussie players playing in Bordeaux with a chainsaw and knuckles went um, yesterday. And it's like, mate, it's just like football. It's it's what we need here in Super Rugby. All right. Uh, we've got a quick little trivia for you two to see who's the smarterest and who's been paying attention this Rugby World Cup. All right. Um, we'll go... We'll take turns. We'll go Dave first. And if Dave can't get it, then we'll go Ironside. And then second question, we'll go Ironside. If Ironside can't get it, then we'll go Dave. And then uh, vice versa. All right. Starting Dave. 
Who scored the first try of this year's Rugby World Cup? France. New Zealand against France. And it was... Leicester. Leicester Fanganuku. Oh, yeah. nice. He wasn't even selected that game. So over to Ironside. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Teller, cross no, kick. Sorry, uh, Mark Teller, cross Ironside. kick. It's Ironside's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Einstein heard Will that. Jordan. Oh, uh, you got that wrong. Okay, it's back to you, Dave. Oh, Mark Talia, Mark Talia, yeah. cross kick. Mark Talia, cross kick. <laughs> nah, it's back to Dave. So Dave got it again. <laughs> so one point to Dave. <laughs> you should make it this way. Let us both say our answers, and you can say who's right and who's wrong. Hey, how about you listen to my rules, guys, <laughs> and be patient. Yeah. Okay. One, I'm on the board. I'm no, on the board. I'm taking away one point for telling me what to do. I can't wait. I can't wait for me being up four nil and then last question. Bonus five points. <laughs> well, stop telling the future. Okay, second question. Einside. Which player leads the offload stats with a total of ten from this year's rugby world cup? I'll give you a tip. It's a tier two nation. He plays for one of the tier two nations. Uh, is it that Georgian bloke, Nashville? Nashville or something? Nah, I'm probably not, wrong, but that's it's not, it's yeah. not him. Dave? Vaya Fifita. Vaya Fifita. Okay, I'll give you one more tip, and he's going to Ironside first. He does play for Tonga. Who got the most offloads? Uh, Who's their best player? Like, yeah. Fuck, um,. Used to play for All Blacks too. Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, fuck! Tell me, Peter. Oh, he's got it. One point to Einstein. <laughs> hey, Dave. Fuck, I you don't want to lose name. any I points. Name. I can't remember his name. <laughs> All right, one point to Einstein. Dave still on zero because <laughs> of discipline. All right, back to you, Dave. I've Will done Jordan. the Owen Farrell from the weekend. Hey, you back don't want to lose any more cha- uh, points, mate. Okay, mate? Okay, sorry, 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 mate. Sorry, All sorry. Right. Will Jordan is currently second in the clean break stat with 12, but who leads with a total of 13? Who's Bundyaki. Bundyaki from Ireland. That is incorrect. Ooh. Ironside. Fuck, I reckon it could be a Kiwi, eh? Um, Barrett, Geordie, Geordie Barrett. Uh, he hasn't played enough games. Okay, back to you, Dave. And the tip yeah, is know, just... the tip is he plays for France. Thirteen oh, line breaks. Thirteen line breaks. Peno. Congratulations, Dave. You got it right. One point each. Leading into the last question. Which Ironside gets the first go at? <laughs> Which player leads England's try scoring lists from this year's campaign with five? Oh, and fuck. a tip, he's only played one game. Shotgun. No, no, it's Ironside's. No, I don't know it, mate. I fucking, I've said, I was looking at it the other day. Just make up a name. Ah. Courtney Laws. I feel like it's Ben something. Ben? Okay. Nah. Okay, Dave. Ben something. Arundel. Yes, congratulations, Dave. You are our trivia winner. Smart as peas. <laughs> Mate, isn't that mad that he's the highest try scorer and he's only played one game? That's the one. Because well, he doesn't he follow the well, game probably, plan, mate. He probably only scored five tries. Well, he, played, he scored his five. He probably only scored five tries. Oh, well, five tries against um, whoever. What, what was that team again? 
Samoa? No, I'm there. Samoa, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into a quick little preview of last weekend's matches, starting off with All Blacks and RG's thoughts on the game, and who was your MVP? My MVP was, um, my MVP, I, got, I know they gave Batman the match, and he's fucking good, but I think Will Jordan. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, he finished, he fell over the line a couple of times, but that, that um, line break in the second half where he chips and chases, yeah. He's got that like um, Billy Slater, mate. Like that Terminator run where he doesn't look, where he doesn't look like he's, yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's yeah, like true. Back and all of a sudden he's quick. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like he doesn't look super quick. And then you see everyone else is on a treadmill around him. But man, yeah. I've got I had a, um, I, I've got money on him as a, a top try scorer, which I'm pretty stoked. Um, but Mwanga not passing the ball to him um, <laughs> to get the record. Um, I don't know if you saw that. It was like late. Yeah. Mwanga dummied and went. It could have been wings. intercepted, mate. There was Sorry, a bloody Argentinian thing there. You know you know what it was, Ironside? I've got a conspiracy theory about this. There's an unspoken law within the All Blacks that you can't break the great man's record. Nah. I don't know if you guys played fly half before, but uh, if you look at the opposite, uh, the <laughs> defender and his outside foot was up, if his outside foot's up, mate, you don't pass that ball. That's intercepted every day. <laughs> every day, mate. So I got you, Monga, mate. I got you, Matt. Well, um, but yeah, so I think, mate. I, I mean, I think the Argies didn't have a horrible World Cup, but like, mate, Kiwis just dominated. They're firing. I think that they are the classic, classic All Blacks. Like I think we said earlier in the year, and even when they're on the um, the, the chip rugby championship, they've looked shit for the last two years, and they seem to just fucking somehow find it when it comes to the right time. Um, yeah. But yeah, they dominated. They dominated a pretty good. Argentinian team, really. Yeah, I mm. thought they dominated Ireland as well. So, yeah. I think Ireland were pretty clo- uh, lucky to be that close, especially with the All Blacks' defence being yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, Dave, it was your um, uh, standout. My man of the match from that semi-final was um, my best mate, um, Shannon Frizzell. Um, fuck. As long as, because not only because he's my best mate as well, better, better mate than Flau now. Um but um, just the work he gets through as a back rower and still be able to, to score tries, but the, the amount of defensive work he gets through, yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's everywhere bloody tackling everyone and somehow pops up everywhere and score a try. Yeah. And he's a back rower. That's um, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every time you go to the rat, he freezes. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'll go quickly. My, my one was uh, Aaron Smith. I thought he was uh, pretty classy and he's been pretty good in building into, I think he'll have the, one of his best games uh, this coming weekend. Uh, quickly go over to your game of the week. Uh, Einstein's game of the week, Bocky versus the English. Who's your, who's your best, who's your favourite player? Fuck. Um, man... I just would probably say, like, I think the best player is Pollard just because he kicked a goal. I mean, yeah. like, I don't really know. Like, him, I think it shows his experience that, like, I mean, they took, um, what's his name off? 30, what was it? 31 minutes yeah. of the game? Yeah. Um, I just think that, like, that uh, Pollard seems to not be backed, and then every time he's played at this World Cup or whatever, I think he kills it. So, yeah. um, yeah, he's pretty good, but fuck, it. just like, just a boring snooze fest of a game, and it was just, I think we brought it up earlier, but I just found it hilarious that England thought they were good enough to play that style of rugby against South Africa. Yeah. Like, that 
even if the, even if they won by one point or whatever, like I know it was close, but I don't actually think it was that close. I don't think I think that was probably Saffa's worst game in probably a long time, and which I know we get into it next. But I think that scares me about the final because I think that might be their bad game they needed, yeah. and they just got through. Yeah, yeah, I was um, I think thought the same so, as well, but I think uh, it was a bold move from coaches because most coaches wouldn't have the balls to. Like pull someone like thirty minutes in, thirty-one minutes in the game. Most coaches wouldn't do that, but you know they yeah. they saw that it needed to happen. And not only him, like they took off uh, uh, Estevez just like not too far after halftime. Yeah. Like heaps of the big name players came off because they just weren't they, they weren't showing up. So um, yeah, the coaches uh, big ball, big dick energy, just pulling him when when they needed to. So. Um, which most most coaches wouldn't. He's done clever, that. eh? He seems like a really clever. He seems like a really clever. Um, you know, he just seems every time he makes a decision. Yeah. Even how South Africa is playing, it's not like super classic South Africa. Like they yeah. actually do. They still play a little bit. They see that's the difference between the southern and northern. They still play a little bit of southern hemisphere type rugby at times. Like they've got pretty good backs when they want to. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's preview the third place for, uh, final, Argies versus England. Do you think uh, Argies is going to, you know, topple the game plan that England have? I think that that um, I, have, I just have a really bad feeling. I reckon I reckon England probably played their. I think that was their best game they ever played. But I just don't think that Argies could. I don't think Argies could stop that English style. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't think. I, I reckon that'll be a shit game as well. I mean, I know you need to have a third place, but fuck, yeah. would you really want to be playing that game? Like, if you want, <laughs> there's I think, no way I'd want to be playing that game. I think this is going to be. I reckon it'll be a close game, but I think the Argies will get it done. But I think they need to start Sanchez and Crevy. Uh, it'll be their last game for Argentina as well. Yeah. Um, and I think I think Argentina could blow out, and because they got those game breakers, but. England need to start Arundel if they want to actually score tries and actually feed the wingers. Now let's quickly get into questions. Uh, first question, thoughts on the new expansion rules? Uh, <clears throat> World Rugby have announced that they've increased the Rugby Nations for the Rugby World Cup from 20 to 24. Uh, Pacific Nations expanding to include USA and Canada and they've introduced the World League setup similar to the women's WXV. Thoughts on the, on the new expansion? Um, I like the idea of the World Cup having more people. I think that's a great. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the WXV thing. I don't know how the WXC things. Like I kind of read about it quickly. I don't really know how that's going to work. But um, if it stops those end of season tours, like the spring tours, always seems like an Just end of season tour where we're all burnt out. If it kind yeah. of makes it a bit more competitive during World Cups, then I'm all for it. But. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of more teams in the World Cup. Show those South American teams in four years' time. They're going to be so fucking good. Yeah, the only thing for me is they weren't included in the Pacific Nations um, expansion. They've included USA and Canada, who were uh, below Uruguay and Chile at the moment. So I'm hoping that they've got yeah. something in mind for Chile and Uruguay because they deserve it because they're a lot better than USA yeah. and Canada at the moment, including uh, Portugal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Same thoughts. It's good uh, they've increased it to twenty-four teams. That way, there's no buy, so your nation doesn't have a buy each week at the during the rounds. Um, thoughts on Eddie Jones's presser last week, and do you think he will survive the Rugby Australia independent review? 
I just feel like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I feel like I think Drew and them all brought it up. Like, I think the only way Australian rugby is going to heal is a bit more transparency. Yeah. Like, I, 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 if he came out, if they came out and said, look, this is why we didn't take XYZ players and they gave a reason, then yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I know you've got to keep things behind closed doors and stuff like that, but I mean, you're a professional sports team that represents a country. Like, fuck. I, I think he's going to survive. I think he's probably got a massive payout clause that they're not going to want to pay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I think that the only way that he's going to go is if Eddie actually leaves or if they actually do a um, do some investigating and the rumours are true that he actually was interviewing for the Japanese job and then obviously that's going to be a break in the, uh, the bloody contract. So hopefully that he did talk to him because I don't think he's the man for the job. I just think he's uh, the way he is is going to scare like he did in England. He scared a lot of uh, players overseas to France. Um, instead of staying around and trying yeah. to have a crack, and so yeah, um, love him, but yeah, it's a, especially when you watch I other coaches. I actually think it's time. To, I think it's. I think Australia's always better when they don't have a coach. Like this might sound controversial, but we feel better when we don't have a coach that's Australian. I feel like yeah. we inherently think that everyone's biased in Australia anyway. So, like everyone's like, "Oh, Eddie's doing this because of yeah. that." I I still think our best coach was Ewan McKenzie, but we all know how that ended, unfortunately. Um, All right. I thought Robbie Deans was actually, everyone hates Robbie Deans, but yeah, I like Robbie Deans. Robbie Deans wanted everyone to go back and play club rugby, so I'm on Robbie Deans. All right, who's your favourite player? Oh, who's your favourite country from the Rugby World Cup? Um, Favourite country, um, fuck, I actually really liked Chile. Like, I don't think they, um, watching Chile play, just they are uh, more you read about it, but you know it's, it's a kind of it seems like it's a developing kind of sport over there. But fuck, they play tough. Like yeah. they're just tough, hard. Yeah. Um, but they just seem to be having fun. Like they seem to enjoy it, and their crowd. I don't. You, I think you said it when you were there, but their crowd was awesome. Yeah, they, they had awesome they, support. So yeah, I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, Chile. You know, not many people know about rugby. I'm like, this whole stadium was packed with Chileans. Not one like all the Samoan supporters were all white just wearing Samoan jerseys. So uh, it's yeah. good to see. I'm, I'm a big fan of all the Latino teams, like even Portugal in that bunch. They just get around it. They give that football Yeah, Portugal's vibe, great. Yeah. The soccer vibe. They just get around their team. Like they don't expect to win. They just go on one. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, favorite player from this year's Rugby World Cup who you didn't know much about prior to this year's Rugby World Cup? Um... Uh, left field, uh, another left field one from Japan, um, Cornelius Corneliuson or I can't. Oh, Cornelius, whatever. Jeff Cornelius. Cornelius, yeah, yeah, that's him. Mate, I watched him play a few times, and um, he got put to eight. I think he got moved to eight in the first game late from playing second row. Yeah, man, he would have made, and I think I noticed him because I had him in my fantasy team. But I, I think because I was looking at his stats, Bucky made some tackles. Yeah. It was just impressive. I thought it was really impressive. Because he obviously wasn't first choice going into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I rated him. I thought he was a fucking. I thought he had a really good World Cup. Um, and yeah, he competed. He's a, he seems like he must have must be a massive unit. Yeah, he's he's he fucking pretty big. He was a six and eight here because I played with him at UQ, and he 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 wasn't a, he was on a lock. He was only a lock when he went over to um, Japan. Um, but yeah, he was a big dog. His dad actually played for the yeah. Wallabies as well. Um, his dad was actually at our first ever tour in Vietnam 
and we had no idea who he was. He was just hanging around, acting as our coach. And all of us were like, who the fuck's this old cunt trying to tell us how to play rugby? And he was like on the beers with us after. And then he's like, he's like oh, my son played for um for UQ. And so his last name is Cornell. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I play with your son. And then someone else told us that he's an ex-Wallaby. I'm like, oh, fuck. I feel a bit sad. To trying to tell him. We're all trying to tell him to fuck off. I'm like, oh, shit. No respect from the pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, yeah, I thought he was he was, he was great. I thought he, I yeah. thought he played really well. I was impressed by him. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like guys that just do all the shitters, like tackles, hit rucks real hard. Um, you never really notice that until you you kind of get older and appreciate it more. Well, I think we notice it. I think you you probably notice it. Like people, I know there's like watching people rugby, but I think you, we notice it because that's probably all we wish we could do heaps more shitters, but we never did when we yeah. played. Yeah, I was, just concentrating. I was concentrating just getting the ball, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Uh, my one was uh, Matthew Jalibert, the 10 for France. I thought after they lost uh, into Mac, I thought they were fucked. But he was one of their best players all all, um, all walk up, as yeah. well as their hooker, Beato uh, Malvaca. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite moment from the Rugby World Cup? And don't say um, you proving everyone right because the Wallabies suck. Yeah, that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, that the the you know what? It's maybe just because I I watched that game from the start to the end, and I kind of just put it on to watch it. But the Portugal Georgia game. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know. I was one of those games. It might have been. It might have been like a nine o'clock game. I was like, oh, I'll just chuck it on and then I'll go to bed. And um, yeah, man, I was on my it, like I was on the edge. Of my, it was a good. It was just a good game of footy. Like it was. They all were both having a crack. Um, so yeah, that, that was a that was my favourite game. Probably that was a pretty big highlight. And then um, on another note is the the at the end of the All Blacks game when um, they were defending Ireland for whatever it was twenty seven yeah, phases. Like that might be a bit of a rugby purist thing, but just to watch a team tackle for twenty seven phases and not give away any penalties. Yeah, like yeah, that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, that was that was insane. I've never seen anything like it. Like the attacking team were gas. Normally, the defensive team are the ones that are gas, but they were the ones. It shows that who wanted it more. Yeah. The Kiwis just fucking went at it. Even though I think that last steal was should have been a penalty, yeah. but anyways. Uh, but I think they had won three phases before that, so I guess yeah, I get what you mean. I agree, it was a penalty. No, I, I still think, think that was from the side too. He didn't that. go through the gate, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's just There's a no Kiwi hater in me. <laughs> Uh, I think my my favourite was uh, Portugal beating Fiji. Uh, I know I got a bit of Fijian blood in me, but I spent some time in Portugal, and just the carry on afterwards as well when they got uh, their welcome home to Portugal after winning their first game as well. Um, I think it would be yeah. massive for their country, and a lot of a lot more kids will be playing the game because of them. Uh, okay, yeah. I added this one. This is the last question. Hot take for Rugby World Cup twenty twenty seven. What's the uh, what hot take? What's a little prediction? Like who's going to win, or how do you think the Wallabies are going to do, or, or how do you think one team's going to do? I think a South American team that's not Argentina is going to make it to a quarterfinal. Ooh, that's and pretty. I'm, that's pretty good because yeah, they do have a professional comp now. Started this year, so and they yeah they love it. Yeah. And I was looking at some of the ages on the app of um, the players, and they're all pretty like. Yeah, true. Like a lot of those teams, they said, I feel like now a lot of those guys are going to go again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's a hot take. I think that that's going to be um, 
that's going to happen. Uh, my hot take was uh, Tonga to make the quarterfinals for the first time ever. I think uh, Richie Maunga and Frizzell are going to be, what, 32, 33? So I think they're going to go over. They have uh, a lot of people in their 30s. Uh, Laumape will be, what, 34? Uh, Piltau, if he goes around, will be 35. Uh, but they've got the, a lot of good youngins coming through. Dolpha Funaki from uh, Auckland uh, and also Kyron yeah. and uh, William Havili. I think more time at 10 uh, at uh, Moana Pacifico will be a lot better for it. But yeah, I think depending no, on our pool, I'm just going to see I, our pool. I, I, hope for you, I hope for you that Mwanga does play for Tonga, but I reckon... He'll be at the next World Cup for New Zealand in the 10 years, I reckon. Yeah, I've got that feeling too, just because Razor is the coach. <laughs> I know he's got three years in Japan and then, yeah. But hopefully, the, you know, the next coach is just going to try and do something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe someone's going to be helping them out. So, yeah, watch this space. Not coaching, just... Uh, and another hot take, another, another hot take for the next World Cup. I think there'll be... Um, I think there's going to be packed fan zones in every fucking major city. Yeah. I just have a feeling. Yeah. I think we should get just onto it now. Feeling. Yeah. All right. <laughs> shout outs. Any shout outs in the pod? Yeah, I got a shout out. Uh, everyone knows I'm half Kiwi. I only admit it when shows out of any sporting event. And um, I feel like I'm fully allowed to go for the Kiwis. Uh, so, uh, Embrace te- it, Kaha te kapa apangu. Oh. Um, yeah, go the fucking all AB, go the ABs this weekend. Um, I mean, it's just it, it it's going to be great. New Zealand rugby actually probably needs it not more than Australia would have needed it, but I think they do need this uh, this win for the All Blacks because um, by all reports, rugby league this year with yeah. the Wars yeah. has taken over a little bit. So, I mean, it, to be world champions would be fucking awesome. So, um, yeah, quick shout out to the All Blacks and um, quick shout out to Sione uh, for coming back and doing all the good stuff. And uh, we've hit the reset button. Um, looking forward to Super Rugby season after this and rugby just don't stop, baby. Yeah, so, don't stop. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice, mate. Yeah, I'll shout out to All Blacks as well. Uh, you know, my rugby crush is also Kiwi, so uh, that makes me... Uh, somehow uh, qualify for that as well so uh, shout out to the All Blacks let's get it done get that uh, World Cup for a few of the boys leaving that will probably turn out for Tonga next World Cup but yeah and they deserve a Rugby World Cup championship because they are not going to win one with Tonga is, is Sam Whitelock Tongan is Sam Whitelock Tongan he'll be probably 40 but he'll yeah. probably play <laughs> we'll check it I think he's actually Scottish so we wouldn't put it by him playing for Scotland next World Cup um, all oh, right. God. Oh, here we go. Just in time <laughs> for the Ben Tune of the Week. We have this one sent in from myself in hindsight. We did a little bit of a Spider-Man pointing at each other, sending the same song. This one is Liquor Cigar. Liquor and Cigars what? from Chasing Status. Whoa, 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 you can't say that. That's oh, not your language. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like to buy a money thing that is disrespect. She said, yeah, I said, yeah, I'll get. She said, yeah, I said, yeah. I think that I made it clear. Then we stared. Look straight into our eyes. I said, you're back to my best night of your life. Switch. Okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe. Make sure you grab some merch. 
and uh, we'll see you next week. Maybe. Just a chat. Okay, thank you guys. After all black. Thank you, Shadi.